Today's episode on it's the audacity for me is unscripted. I am currently in my parents' dining room table uh, fighting off mosquitoes. So if you hear things in the background, like, you know, possibly me waving my hands around like an, an exorcism is taking place, it's me chasing off the mosquitoes. Um, I am in the process of editing a blog post that I've just finished well the thing about it is it's raw and it's honest and it is the epitome of me not giving a shit because i i have seen what silence in a given culture does and the things that i'm it's it's not about disrespecting someone's culture if that's the culture you're raised in and the things you do whether or not you like them or understand them I respect that about you. My thing, the thing for me is that I've been raised in an eclectic family. Yes, Pekikuyus, yes, there's, you know, the cultural aspects that we uphold. But at the same time, what I love about my parents is that they've created um, a two-way communication stream. So those ones for if I do something and they're not pleased with, they come and tell me, but it's not... You're not supposed to do this according to our culture. It is more of um, what you... Oh, wow. Now we're dealing with a fly. Fantastic. It is more of um, this aspect of what you have done is wrong because as a person and not, you know, not culturally. Like they have that personness. Person... I don't know what to call it. So it's the same thing, you know, if my, mostly my mother, my my dad, you know, but yeah, if she says something, I'm like, but mom, but you raised me to know this. Why are you telling me this? Like when she's stating the obvious and she's like, oh, I'm sorry. You know, sometimes and then, you know, it becomes like there's a humanness to how we behave. It's not cultural. It's not, you know, um. It's not you. It's either or. We don't. We don't, it doesn't work like that in our family. So I understand that, and I respect people who, in their culture, can't do what I am able to do. I have the freedom to do in my family. So I respect that. There's that aspect. But that's not why. <laughs> that's not why. Um. Actually, you know what? Let's make it why. On that note, on this, let's. I was going to talk about something totally different, but, you know, let's give it context. So this blog post, I'm talking about the previous the previous relationship. The person, I nearly went to the AG or had a full-blown wedding and signed papers with um, to get married to. And this was in 2020. So I'd like to blame everything that happened on the pandemic. Um I don't, I don't have a solid reason of why I would put myself in that situation. Like, I've done a lot of things, you know, subconsciously to show that I hate myself. You know, like, going to the club when I'd rather be in pajamas sleeping, <laughs> you know, or um, committing myself to things, to people, to projects, to their lives that I'd rather not. Taking out loans on things I'd rather not. Sending money to people from outside, like to outside the country. 
just taking my paycheck and saying here my money anyway like i've done a lot of things to you know show that i don't like myself but that one that one that one is different that one is different because um oh yeah it's gonna tie up at the end yay so the, the, the difference is um i got a lot of love that that i'm not going to deny but was it authentic that's an entire different topic i was made comfortable um he did things for me that i was like you know what he cares like even the, like the smallest of things you know even the heart he put in like if he was making a meal or even being like ah we're out of snacks i know her feeding patterns are problematic sometimes like literally i don't feel like chewing um i think you know i can put that down to depression i just don't feel like chewing but it'd be easier to just have maybe a pack of potato chips okay so he'd make sure like i have these things in the house like you know i put internet he did all these things to show that he was loving there was a time he was deep asleep literally low snoring and i was going over to get out of bed to go to the washroom and then i slip and nearly fell and somehow in his sleep he caught me so me just the small things right like it this, this is why i'm saying i could have married him and then it was revealed to him and the entire family that uh, wambaire has a mental health condition and that is when things changed now this is how it ties back to um the blog i'm writing yeah. how people mistreat other people when they realize they have a mental disorder or illness or whatever you want to call it is beyond me it's like it's just beyond me it's not only cruel because when things happen in the mind like it's so different you can't even explain it to other people because you don't understand it yourself okay you're in this you, I, I, it's a kaleidoscope of emotions but it's colorful in a bad way <laughs> you know the patterns are nice to look at but it's bad i i i think that like as a person going through it you can't fully explain it because everyone's um experience is different right so i've been i've been consuming a lot of inf- uh, information around this subject and you know listening to a whole lot of audiobooks like yeah i, I could buy a book but i'm like audible is being so you know like the some of the topics are like um the person i love is gabo mate and he explains addiction and the way he explains it is that and this is why i have no respect for um rehabs in kenya i was this is also i think in this is also in the the blog post i'm about to release it's I was about to check myself into a rehab because of how much I was drinking. 
it was ridiculous. I was drinking daily. And on a day I wasn't drinking, I was asleep, passed out dead, right? And I was about to check myself into rehab, you know. I called XYZ and I said, okay, I need to check myself into a rehab. But at the same time, I am in school. I can't afford to stop school to be in a rehab facility. It doesn't make sense. If I can do both, I'm happy for that. Call the director. And she's like, uh, no, no. What you have to do is defer because for the next three months, I'm like, wait, hold on. Um, what do you mean three months? Let's start from that. <laughs> One, this was voluntary. If I had chosen to check out, there, there, there was like no stipulation. This was like, it's a voluntary check-in. It's not someone who brought me. It's not the government or the state that brought me. It is myself who got me here. So I should have the freedom to check out when I want to check out. It's not a prison. It's like, no, you have to defer. Uh, because we don't. And I simply said, doesn't. Because uh, I think at the time, I only had one hour of class from uh, Tuesday to Thursday. Just one hour of class and assignments. And some papers, actually. So technically, I'd have my laptop for in class they could supervise me i didn't have a problem in class for three hours a week at most four if i was working on a term paper i know she said like no i think you know um blah 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 blah, blah. i had packed my bags after that phone call i hung up and i got into bed and slept because i was like you know this is bs and it goes back to what Gabo Mate says about addiction. Addiction is not about getting you off the drugs, the alcohol. It is about dealing with the root of the pain. It is, it is the pain that leads to addiction. It is the trauma that leads to addiction. But here, and actually just not in Kenya, let me just speak globally. It is, you're drinking, you have a problem, you need to stop, we'll put you in a program to make you stop. But we are not going to deal with the, the reason that got you addicted in the first place. And that pains me. So when I come into a family that learns um, that, you know, um, have bipolar and I'm seeing a therapist and all these things, and their first reaction is, there's something wrong with her. Let's treat her like shit instead of, can I just pause long enough to listen and understand? I have no mercy or respect for you. And no one should. As a victim of a family that I was going to be married into, treating me like shit, when they learned that I'm living with bipolar or I have bipolar, let me just call it, I have bipolar depression recently and now it makes sense because it's been happening for a very long time. Chronic anxiety. Uh, yo. And then you treat me like crap. It's one, 
it's the same way if someone has diabetes right or lupus or whatever other chronic illness you can think of the pain is physical you can see it you can you can see it you can see um them about to pass out because of low blood sugar having high blood pressure and you know their heart rate increasing or you know they can't move because of the pain they're in they're bedridden they're all these things and society is very quick to us to accept that kind of illness of chronic illness and they're like you know what that's physical we can see it but when it comes to mental health my question is do i have to crack my brain open for you to see oh, that mosquito. for you to see that it is still a physical issue that, like that is what i don't understand and for me oh i'm not i'm not gonna say low iq because iq has you know i read about it so don't even come at me for this iq is not um a marker for intelligence you just worried about it don't even come at me emotional intelligence however is so you with your low emotional intelligence just because you can't see my brain but you're seeing all these physical symptoms like because the physical symptoms come from my brain it's no longer a physical illness like it's no longer it's no longer qualified as a physical brain i don't i don't understand so it <laughs> The reason, that's the reason why I cut off a large chunk, if not maybe more than three quarters of um, the circle of friends I used to have, it's for the same reason. So you see me emotionally in a certain way, behaving in a certain way. I try to explain to you why it's happening. It's something I don't want to happen, but it is happening. But at the same time, you're thinking... Um, I'm being dramatic or I'm overly sensitive or I'm not seeing the brighter side of life or, uh, you know, stop blaming X, Y, Z. I had a phone call with, um, Ooh, at, at some point they were my core tribe, you know, we used to, you know, say we'll be friends at 70, we'll be somewhere sitting, I think on a beach drinking beers watching our families interact and having a conversation but right now i don't think that will happen because it's like they refused because i i don't understand how we live in an information age but we're still dumb as ever so um, i'm not calling him dumb i'm just saying actually ignorant as ever he has um before i first started seeing a therapist you no know, i said i don't started seeing a therapist uh it was before i went to hospital i would pace back and forth for 20 to 30 minutes 
or when I was with him for 10 minutes when I was with um, another friend of mine who's still part of my co tribe for 10 minutes back and forth and it was involuntary the only other reference I had of walking back and forth was in movies and they do it because they were stressed and it hasn't happened since but I think that was the early manifestation of just how bad my mental health was. So I was walking back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. And I couldn't stop. I don't understand. <laughs> I could, okay, maybe some of you do, if this has happened to you. I couldn't stop. So I was thinking, after you seeing me in that space, and after me explaining the emotional stress I was under that time that it manifested in pacing and then for you to try and be like you know just look on the bright side you know you're being negative you know there's what you can do you know um it's you know it's I also didn't start with anything <sighs> God. <laughs> like you had the kind compass but you know that's neither here nor there um you know, like, like I started from from nowhere, but where I am right now, you know, self-made. I'm like, good for you. Good for you. But um, the structures I have in my life don't allow me to prosper. Like, I literally have to fight for my mental health. So to have someone come at you and, you know, first, they think they're giving you the best advice, but at the same time, you're just like, Okay, you still don't understand how I'm a writer. If I had Parkinson's, my fingers would shake so much I couldn't write. So it's the same thing with my mind. It is backfiring in ways that I can't explain. So I can't do what comes naturally to you. So one, the lack of understanding. And, the, and I, I blame, so the lack of understanding, it's like, you know, for them, they're like, oh, no, you just need to put your chin up. You need to work harder, you know, look positive. And then there's other people, they're like, the old-fashioned the, the old, fashion, um, the old mentality where I have no respect for you because you don't have all your faculties in check. So those two perspectives. I understand um, ignorance in a way that you uh, want to make, to give quote-unquote advice to help the other person move forward. And then there's the, there's the other one where you, you just treat someone like trash. And that's what happened. And I have no mercy. And I remember <laughs> doing... Um, an IG post, um, fuck you, fuck your mother, fuck your daddy, fuck some of your siblings for treating me like shit. Because, I mean, and, and then the question is, why didn't you tell me you had a mental health issue? I'm like, okay, so now, <laughs> it's, it's one thing to find out someone has a mental health issue and then realizing, you know what, you can't cope and being, you know, 
honest about it. Like, yo, with whatever is going on with you, I can't cope. I don't have the tools. And then bring breaking it off. It's another thing to put someone down and make them feel that the scum, not even the scum, like making them feel like their humanity is not even respected. That the only reason why you're here is a favor to you. And explaining to you the dumbest of things. Here we wash onions before we cut them. You know what? I will never forget that statement. Because one, it's a reflection of how you think about me. Two, it's a reflection of how you think my parents raised me. Three, it's a reflection of the entirety of how you think about me. You know, here, in Kenya, you peel off the onion. You wash it, clean it, whatever, and then you chop it. It is fucking common sense. For you to stop and explain common sense to me means that you think my, my thinking is as backward as your child. And that is what pissed me off and still pisses me off until today. So for you to say that and for, you know, no one else in the room to interject or be like, no, but that's obvious. It means that you've, you've all sat down, decided, this is a scenario. No, this is what we think about Wambaire. Because we've just discovered she has bipolar. She wanted to kill herself. That's why she was taken to the hospital. So there's something wrong with her brain, right? So you sit down and say, you know what? Because this person doesn't have a brain, their brain is not functioning. Like, just bundling it up let's treat her the way i treat my six-year-old son or whatever fucking age the child was or is and explain to her how things work like do you understand the difference just because there's an issue with my brain doesn't mean i don't know how to function the way you function as in yo at this point i am i am upset but at the same time i am on, i'm putting this out to make it clear that this is this has been going on for centuries the fact that it's 2022 and you still have some idiots behaving the way they are. And it's like, you know, they're like, it's the older generation. I'm like, yeah, they have smartphones. They have smartphones. All this woman could have done was Google bipolar. It was until I brought it up that my boyfriend, my whatever the fuck, fiance, whatever he was, he had to Google. I'm like, cool, you Googled. And then you just used one page to, and it wasn't even a journal. It's one thing to read a journal like like a DSM-5, which I don't, you know, it's not typical. Um, you just use one page like maybe from to Psychology Today 
I'm not a fan of psychology today. You can tell them I said that. And then you're like, oh, now I understand bipolar. I'm like, why are you behaving like a bitch though? Why are you treating me like a bitch once you found out? <laughs> I haven't been talking. I haven't been um, podcasting or um, blogging for a while because I'm still stuck on that. And the worst part is I was expecting an apology. Because somewhere in my mind, I thought that people are like me. If I mess up, I'd be like, you know what? I messed up. Let me go educate myself. I thought people are like Henry, my boyfriend. If he doesn't understand something, he will go study it, come back, and we're on the same page. And if he doesn't understand something, he'll also, you know, ask me for direction. And that conversation never has to come up again. Uh, same thing with my core tribe. One of them was diagnosed with OCD. So we're on the same page. We understand all these things. The other one, um, the other two, same thing. They read. They read. They don't understand it. They read. So it's it's the other friend I was saying I was facing um still part of my core tribe. I was facing back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. And I was telling her, I can't stop. It's just happening. It's involuntary. And she was just patient. And just trying to understand. And even everything I've been through, and you know, I haven't thanked her enough for being my refuge when I was going through the roughest part of my life. Reasons why I'd call her. 3am and like I can't be here I can't be at home can I please come over she's like yeah um, I've opened the padlock just come over but you know give me a call so that I don't have a panic attack <laughs> or like, yeah, I don't panic rather so there's, there's a difference between people who try to understand what you're going through even if there are no obvious physical manifestations it's just your behavior and your emotions. And there's others who are just like what I grew up what I grew up hearing. Nimwenda wazimu. They are mad. And if you're mad, you're chained to a tree, to a bed. You're not fed, you're not talked to, you're treated like a dog. I've been keeping a lot of these things. To myself but it's about time <laughs> it's about time that I'm I I want to start a foundation I'm not gonna say the name yet so that you all don't steal it to let people know they're not alone there are silos, you know, when it comes to mental health. There'll be, you know, the Adela Nyangos are talking about it. There'll be, you know, prominent people talking about it. And then be like, you know, those grassroots people talking about it. And like, there are silos. But if you could bring all these voices together so that people know. I wish the... 15-year-old me that went to my mom at 
2 a.m. to tell her, I think I need to see a psychiatrist or a therapist. There is something wrong. I wish that 15-year-old me had the resources to go and back up what I said. Because after I told my mom that, she said, Bombayra, go to bed. So that was at 15. It was at 19 that I was now, that is, what, 12, 13 years later, what is mathematics? Um, that, yeah, almost 15 years later, that they now see I needed to see a doctor at the time. Like, I need to see a doctor. Like, they've seen it. I'm on medication. I'm seeing a therapist. I've been to hospital twice. So now they're like, oh, they're like, oh, okay, 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 okay. Now this is serious. We need to deal with it. I'm wondering if I was 15 and I approached my mom and I said what I said because I knew something was wrong. And she listened to me and I started therapy at the time. Where would I be? And that's not the first story I've heard about of people as of, as teenagers approaching their parents or the, the people they trust or the people they're close to and saying, there's something wrong. It is not physical. I cannot explain it. I just know it's happening in my mind. If they got help that early in life, where would they be right now? Because the fact is, it's like with any disease, if it's, let's call it cancer, let's, let's use cancer. Stage one, it's easier. Stage two, difficult, but we can do this. Stage three, okay, you know what? We have to throw everything at it to fix it. Stage four, um, all the best. So... It's the same thing with mental health. The sooner, and it doesn't have to morph into, what I was experiencing at 15 didn't have to morph into a mental health disease. It really didn't. And I've had the tools to navigate. But because I didn't have the tools to navigate, it snowballed. And now I'm just, and I've said a lot on this podcast and, you know, it feels like it's all over, but this has been something that's been pressing on my heart. One, how people treat other people like trash when they realize they have a mental health issue. Two, the fact that we live in an information age, but ignorance and one-sided views is still a thing. And three, telling the person, just because you can see the physical symptoms, like literally physical symptoms, like of course, like you'll have ulcers, you'll be like, okay, um, it will turn into um, other, I don't know, what disease? There's another disease that tends to happen mostly to women 
who've gone through trauma or like have anger built in their bodies. I can't remember. It's all lupus, but it's, it's an autoimmune disease. And so many studies have been done, like this one's for, they have this autoimmune disease and then you look at their background and like, yeah, there's trauma, there's pent up anger, like there's all these things. That's the point. So it's just because they can't see the quote unquote physical manifestation, they think that you're faking it. And TikToks, can we ban TikTok? Because it is this, this certain community of people who are trying to make mental health into something cool. It is not cool. I wish I wasn't me. No one with a mental health disease or illness will tell you, you know, um, I kind of like how when I know. If we liked it, we would not be on medication. We would not be seeking therapy. We would not be in hospital. If we liked it. It is horrible. It is hell on most days. So having some stupid kid or adult on tiktok whatever other platform making mental health look cool sense for like oh for not even for sympathy for attention and then like even try to make up multiple personalities or you know be like i'm bipolar so i can behave the way i want or like yo fuck tiktok fuck all those content creators even before TikTok, who used to do it on Bluetooth to make money off mental health. Oh my gosh, I suffer from anxiety. Here is my march. You can buy it. Or, oh, I suffer from depression. Here is how you can make my. Fuck you, baby. Fuck you, actually. For the people really having a hard time out here, seeing other people profit from something they clearly don't have, because if you had it, you wouldn't be behaving the way you are, but they fuck you. Fuck your existence. And I'm so pissed off, I'm like, um, if you don't change, you should have been an abortion or a miscarriage because you're ruining it for the rest of us. You're ruining it. We can't get the medical attention, the healthcare, the, the, the empathy, whatever it is we need because you're out here profiting and being popular for likes. Oh my fucking goodness. Yeah. And this is horrible, but I'm saying it so that you understand. It's like the boy who cried wolf. I hope the day that you cry wolf and there's a wolf, it consumes you. So that you understand the nonsense and the hurt and the impact and the backwardness and all the shit that you did caused to the rest of us. And I know it's a mean thing to say, but that's how tired I am. On the day you cry wolf, and you're on the floor and there's no one to come get you, 
the deep cry wolf and you have to take yourself to a mental facility on the day you cry wolf and you're holding a knife to your wrist yo i think that's karma and that is the payback for how entire nations and a, a huge percentage of this planet is not taking mental health seriously because of your stance. Yes, Merka, Merka, America, I'm talking to you. Yeah. And let me sign off with that. Thank you for listening, especially if you've come this far. Uh, I know it's been raw, it's been yeah, intense. So, as you're absorbing it and absorbing it, and if you feel overwhelmed, I suggest that you pause, go watch funny clips. And that's what I do when I go through like something really intense i go watch something funny or like something uplifting or whatever it is or like call someone talk to someone do something to just stabilize your mood <laughs> it really it, it helps and then it makes it easier for you to come back to whatever has been discussed here to unpack so that that's that's my parting short and thank you for listening if this has been helpful to you and I think it will be helpful to others. I'd appreciate that, you know, I'd be happy for you to share it with as many people as you think is necessary. Um, it's for me, it's about just reaching that one person and letting them, they're not letting them know they're not alone because I wish someone reached out to me and told me that I am not alone. Things would have been a lot different. So that's my aim with, um, podcasting and yeah no it's 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 raw and fresh and blogging which i've done for like 15 years across different platforms so thank you and it's the audacity to be open truthful and real cheers